uh, the reading which Tom read for us earlier, there was a line that really stood out for me. On earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So that line really stood out for me. I wonder how do you envision peace when you hear that word? Uh, was it world peace? Like all the things that you see on TV. All, all they say, all day long was just world peace. No war, that kind of peace. Or was it peace in your neighborhood? Uh, no crimes, that kind of peace. Uh, since you are in Camden right now, did you know Camden is the third most dangerous borough in London? I bet you don't, you don't know that. Uh, just over this last four weeks, uh, Moses already told me he's, he's spotted two places that the key saves got, got yanked out or broke into. Um, so watch out if you, you have a house with that key safe. Um, and my bike was stolen from the bike rack right outside the church last week. And that was what's left of the bike. Uh, how wonderful would it be if we can have peace from having to worry about our safety and the safety of our belongings and all? And all? Or um, the peace you might be thinking of, was it this afternoon after helping your spouse chopping your vegetables and then you played with your grandchildren for three hours and they're finally bored of you. And you go, oh, finally, I can just sneak out the house for a little bit, go down the road for a little walk, just for a little bit, bit of peace and quiet. And then as you walk down the road, you bump into your friend. Mate, fancy seeing you here. And he, he was thinking exactly the same thing. Just, you know, too much nagging at home, too, too chaotic, too much noise, that kind of, you know, you want that kind of peace. For some of us, however, you just don't associate peace and favor with Christmas. Uh, perhaps even some level of trauma for some of you. Then when we look at, uh, around the world, all the wars and, and conflicts, can you even picture what level of excitement people would actually feel for those who are uh, directly or indirectly victims right now. Uh, Ten days ago, if you've been watching your news, Putin threatened Ukraine. He said, there will only be peace in Ukraine until we achieve our aims. How would you feel if that threat was directed against us in the UK? When we look at how Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It might help us to get a feel of how those refugees travel as they flee from their home to a distant land. Very much different from our imagination of a, a very happy nativity scene where everyone arrived to see baby Jesus happily and safely. No, I, I hate that. Uh, I, you can tell me, you can ask me why afterwards. I've got a whole story behind why I didn't like that. Uh, but before this unexpected journey, Mary was probably chilling out like most of us at home. Maybe she was marveling at the fine details on the uh, newly built baby crib her husband Joseph hand handcuffed 
handmade, thinking how lucky she was. Uh, married to a carpenter, life was sorted. But suddenly, an edict was issued. A census was to take place, and everyone must return to their hometown to register. Now, we don't know what would happen if people decided to, to refuse to go back home to register. But the fact that they made that journey when Mary was heavily pregnant, I think that suggests that there might be some sort of consequences if, if they refuse to go. And so that, that's why she made, they made that journey. Things are so different right now. We can just fill out a form online over the internet, 30 minutes, and be done with it. But they had to travel over a week just to, to sign the register. Uh, being heavily pregnant, covering roughly 90 miles of journey on foot in just over a week. Finally, they arrived there at the destination, Joseph's hometown, Bethlehem. Oh no, no guest rooms. No place to properly rest. Then Mary gave birth to baby Jesus, laying him down in the manger. And for those who are not too sure what manger is, there you go. That's a manger. That's a, a throw uh, which the animals feed from. Not exactly your, your everyday crib for any baby. And just imagine one like that, only a lot dirtier, a lot smellier, and probably even about to fall apart. And looking at this baby she just gave birth to, who, just, who she just breastfed. And this little man caused her so much pain. Now he's finally sleeping peacefully in the manger. <sighs> Mary gave a huge sigh of relief. She can finally rest a little now. Then came the shepherds running in, panting and puffing. Oh yeah, we've made it, we've found this baby. This must be it, right? That must be the manger that the angel talked about. Uh, I mean, who, who else would have put their newborn baby in a manger? Duh. Uh, with all the excitement, not exactly being considerate or sensitive about, about uh, the resting mom, or not even realizing that they might have just waken up baby Jesus with all their excitement and all their shouting and, and all their laughter. <sighs> there goes the peace and quiet. But the shepherds told Mary and Joseph what they've seen and heard. An angel appeared to them and told them the good news. A savior has been born to us. He is the Messiah, the anointed, the chosen one, the Lord. Now, the Jews were under the oppression of the Roman Empire. They really wanted to be free from their oppressions. So when so um, what the angels told them, told the shepherds, was really exciting. Only that they didn't realize, they didn't fully understand how exciting the birth of the Messiah really, really is. Because later in the Bible, we, we learn that this Savior, this, this Messiah, wasn't there to free them from the Romans, but he was there to free them from a greater enemy, from sin. 
and from the consequences of sin, which is death. The shepherds continued to describe to Joseph and Mary their encounter with the angel. Uh, after they heard the angel telling them about the newborn savior, suddenly a whole choir of angels appeared and they sang together, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And that must be, must be uh, super exciting to the shepherds. Indeed, glory to God in highest heaven. They've seen the glory. They've seen angels singing and, and shining. It's, it's quite scary, quite exciting, really. But everyone knows glory to God in highest. But what, what comes next, I think, was quite special to them. God's favor would rest even on us. We are a bunch of working class, lowly shepherds. We aren't exactly respected. We don't even get treated nicely by the society. Yet God chose them to be the first ones to hear the, the announcement of this newborn savior. And after hearing all the exciting things the shepherds told them, after seeing how amazed everyone else was when, when the shepherds uh, told the people and when, when people heard the news. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, in, back in chapter 1, Mary actually had an encounter with God's angel nine months earlier telling her how special she is and that she would bear the Son of God and all that. But it doesn't exactly sound like she was excited at all. Was she? Uh, the long and torturous journey, labored pain. I think the intrusion of those shepherds actually served as a reminder for Mary they came to confirm to Mary the wonder of God's presence in the midst of all the difficulties, hardships, or even doubts and uncertainties of what might happen to them in the future. Now that this special baby was born. Some of us here tonight might be a little skeptical about the whole peace to those on whom his favor rests. But it doesn't change the fact that the Savior was born. And how we feel doesn't affect his offer of salvation to all humankind. The Savior was born. Peace will rest on those whom God's favor rests. The question then for us is, who on earth would qualify for God's favor? Um, the reality is, in, in God's own word in the Bible, Everyone has sinned and falls short of God's glory. Therefore, we were all enemies to God. And the Bible says the consequence of sin is death. That's eternal separation from God. So by default, no one can possibly be favored by God. No one deserves to have peace on earth. And in fact, the lack of peace all the pains and sufferings we experience were, were the byproduct of sin. 
funny how we, we often blame God for all our miseries, you know, our misfortunes. Here's the good news. The Savior who has been born, he himself is that peace. He has broken down the wall, the wall between us and God and made it possible for us to be reconciled to God. So for anyone who received him, to those who believed, believes in his name, he gives them the right to become children of God. Sounds so simple, right? All we needed to do to, do, to become those on whom God's favor rests is, is to simply believe, be part of the family. Uh, to many of us, this can be a little hard to comprehend because everything comes with a price. We're so used to work hard for something or to pay a price in exchange for something else. It's almost too simple. All we needed to do is to believe and to receive. Well, that's exactly the point. That's why it's called God's favor. It's a free gift. And the truth is, it's actually not free. Uh, but he had already paid a hefty price on our behalf to make it free for us so that we don't have to pay. The baby boy, this baby boy who was born as, a, as the Messiah, the anointed one, Prophet Isaiah spoke about what he was going to do. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So like Mary, who just endured the torturous long journey and the labor pain, you might not feel the peace on the Christmas Eve. In fact, you might not feel any peace because of some of the traumatic memories from unpleasant things that had happened to you around Christmas time. Remember, despite how your life and how my life are full of pain and sufferings, despite how messed up this world is, our Savior was born. All the conflicts and wars raged on, but none of it stopped this Messiah from coming to save people beyond just this earthly life. Whether you are having a very exciting time celebrating Christmas or not, would you let that let what the angel said to the shepherds be a reminder and to treasure it in your heart like Mary did. And it wouldn't hurt if you want to pray and ask this God who said he would give peace, to give you peace. After all, the name he was given, Jesus, Jesus means savior or deliverer. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Whether you believe or not, right now, would you treasure up what he said and what he had promised and ponder them in your heart, maybe now, maybe later? Let's pray. 
Father God, thank you so much for your most generous gift, that your one and only Son, Jesus, the Messiah, has been born to us, so that those whom your favor rests may have peace. Help us to treasure what you said in, your, in our hearts and remind us of your promises, both in peaceful times and in times of trouble. May your light shine on everyone who doesn't know, who doesn't know you yet. And may they see the hope you've given through the suffering of Jesus. And may they come to know you also and to experience the peace which comes from knowing you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.